Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore, and I am so excited to be here with you guys in spirit. I'm not there with you now. That'd be weird. But we get together about twice a week, and we chew on God's Word and discuss what we've been encouraged by, challenged by, what we're learning and incorporating into our lives. So this week, we've got Sean Duncan with us. Hello, Sean. I'm back. He's back. Now, Chris, you are getting... Like a, a signal from my voice right now, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. So for listeners, uh, every once in a while, it it feels um, strange if I don't have a technical snafu. So we have lost an episode of Sean's in the nether. We haven't just lost a episode of mine. We have lost multiple episodes of mine. I don't know if it happens to other people, but... <laughs> I just cut him and I'm like, I don't a, know, Sean. About a week or two goes by. I say, hey, Chris, whatever happened to that podcast? And he then looks at me and he says, I am so sorry. <laughs> It never recorded. <laughs> Turns out tear. we were just sitting and talking in your office wearing headphones. I, t- I told everyone this podcast is a trick that to get people into my office That's to talk true. to me. That's true. So, what do you got this week, Sean? This week, uh, I'm bringing what I am encouraged by from my Bible reading. And my current Bible reading is the read through the Bible in a year plan that our church does, which it, we call the Bible Project class. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Uh, if you want to join people, you should join. Yeah. Uh, but currently in, in real time for me, we are in the book of Judges. And so this is the week of Christmas, which means we're not going to have our usual class. So we're not going to talk about the book of Judges at all. Like, really? People are just getting the emails that I send out okay. daily. So this is kind of like my spot. I like it. Yeah. And here today, what I read was the story of Gideon. Okay. Um, Gideon's one of the more popular judges in the book of Judges. And actually, he's like the, the story of Gideon is kind of like the centerpiece of the book of Judges. Okay. He gets um, um, almost the most amount of like screen time. Um, Okay. But Gideon's important. Tell me like what comes to mind when you hear Gideon? What things do you remember from those stories? Yes. Uh, Typically, I think of fleeces. Okay. Which you want me to define what I mean by fleeces? Sure. So fleeces is, effectively, it's when Gideon is praying or asks the angel for proof, effectively, Mm -hmm. of what God has instructed him to do. Mm -hmm. Um, He's spooked about it. And so he says, how about this? I'll, I'll do this. I'll participate. If I lay out a fleece, which it was literally a fleece, mm-hmm. and if it's wet on the fleece, which is a sheep's sheep there you go. fur, okay. yep, sheep wool, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the skin um, with the hair. Still oh, okay, yep. yep. And if the ground is wet and the fleece is dry, then I'll know. And then mm-hmm. he does this three times, alternating: if the fleece is wet, ground dry, ground dry, fleece wet, etc. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's twice, but oh, is it? Okay, yeah, yeah that's usually what comes to mind. Uh, also, people. We'll have the conjured up image of like he's a he's a scared little man. Like yeah. he's kinda like, he kinda seems like a coward mm-hmm. throughout the story. So then he also does the stuff with the fleece. And then also very famously Gideon's army of three hundred, mm-hmm. where they defeat the enemy by smashing pots and yeah. yelling. They're like, ah <laughs> and then all the people are like, We're being attacked and they kill themselves. Yeah. Like they're they think they're attacking their enemy, but they're actually attacking themselves. So that those are the really reminiscent stories. <clears throat> Gideon is um, someone who lacks confidence. We might call him a coward. Just a, a few things to point out. So, so for the listeners, you could go and read these stories. This is Judges chapter six, seven, and eight that um, we're working through right now. But Gideon is called to be a judge, someone to deliver the people of Israel from oppression because they had abandoned the Lord. But then they cry out in the midst of their oppression. So God raises up. Uh, this guy named Gideon. And when, when we first find Gideon, he's 
he's hiding away in um like rather than being out in the open like he's kind of hidden from people you know not to be seen and the first thing that he does as a judge is he smashes down um the the altar that's that's made for baal and asherah trees which are these trees for worshiping false gods Mm -hmm. that's the first thing god tells him to do like take out false worship he does it but he does it at nighttime because and like very explicitly it's like he doesn't really want anyone to see him doing it yeah you know because what if they get upset at him (laughs) (laughs) so it's like he does it but he's a kind of a cowardice yeah you know he's lacking confidence in that regard then all the people get super upset and they're like, who did this? And he says nothing. And his dad steps up and says, you know what? If Baal really is a God, Baal can fight for himself and take out whoever did this. Oh no. So his dad came to it. His- yeah. Dad comes to the rescue. Like no one really knows that it was him. Uh, then God is continuing to tell him, like, you are going to deliver the people from the hands of the Midianites. I'm going to hand Midian into your hand. You're going to be victorious. Gideon is surprisingly the only judge in the book of Judges that God speaks to directly. Really? He speaks to him multiple times on multiple occasions. Hmm. On one instance, he appears to him as the angel of the Lord, but then also the Lord is there. Uh, Yahweh is there speaking to him. Uh, the time that you reference, it's actually just Yahweh speaking. It's not the angel. Oh, there. Okay. So he's just, he's having a con- conversations, multiple conversations with God himself. Like imagine having God speak to you. And yet even still, he lacks confidence and he doesn't actually believe the promise of God that he's going to be the deliverer for Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Um, so his lack of confidence, his lack of faith then kind of leads to um, the story that you mentioned, which is the story of the fleece. And the story of the fleece, it's it's a two-step uh, story where Gideon says to God, you know what, if if you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said, you know, he doesn't believe that promise. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. And if dew is on the fleece and not the ground, well, then I know. He wakes up the next morning and dew, lo and behold, is only on the fleece and not the ground. And he's like, wow, well, God, <laughs> actually, you know what? I just, he's like, forgive me if I can just speak one more time. Let me have one more test. You know, how about the fleece is dry and all the surrounding ground is wet, Mm -hmm. which would be actually more surprising for dew. Yeah. He goes to sleep. He wakes up the next day and boom. So he has not only the miraculous voice of God speaking to him and yet he is lacks confidence and he lacks faith, but he has affirmative signs that Mm -hmm. you are the deliverer who's going to rescue the people from the hand of the Midianites. And he still is just like, (laughs) I don't know. And that, so, so this, Leads in, he's he's like he's lacking courage, he's lacking faith, but he's like, okay, I, I have my army, let's do this. So, so Gideon is has an army of thirty two thousand people. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty sizable army. Not he's, bad. Yeah, he so he's not just just a coward. Like, he has people, and he's going to go against the army of the Midianites. Um, but God, in chapter seven of Judges, verse two. He says, the people who are with you are way too many to, <laughs> this is my translation. The people who are, there's so, so many that I can't give the, hand, the Midianites into their hand because then Israel and yourself would, would boast over right. me. Like they would say, look what we did. Mm-hmm. So, so God intending to get glory for himself. What he does is he reduces Gideon's army from 32,000 down to 300. Yeah. But the way he does that first is like, first, if there are anyone who's afraid, let them go home and 22,000 leave. Uh, and then what he does is he, uh, 
he tells Gideon to have the men drink water from the river. And mm-hmm. he's like, the ones who lap the water like a dog. Yeah. Take them. Yeah. <laughs> You know, instead of scooping it with your hand like a little bowl and drinking like a normal person. <laughs> just kidding. That's just what I think. So it's the people just putting their mouths down to the water and it's only 300 of them. Mm-hmm. And then God says, all right, uh, time to go fight. And Gideon's like, oh, I don't want this. <laughs> Understandably so yeah. at this point. Like this one I get yeah. why he'd be a little lacking confidence. But then here's where it gets interesting. Uh, again, over and over again. He is telling Gideon that he's going to save Gideon. He's going to save Israel through Gideon. So then what he tells him is he says, uh, this is in verse nine of chapter uh, seven. He says, go down to the camp of the enemies, the Midianites who are camped. I want you to go down there, you and your servant, and just listen to what the people are saying. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So he goes down there by night. Oh, another story at night. Yeah. As it goes down there by night because he smashed the the altars. Yeah. Yeah. At night. So he goes down there at night and, and God to- told him in verse 11, you shall hear what they say. And afterward, your hands shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. In other words, you'll have confidence yeah. to fight. Mm-hmm. Great. So up to this point, he lacks confidence and he lacks faith. He goes down to the camp and he just starts listening. And the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the people of the East, they were down there and there was just like tons of them. He starts listening to them talking and starting uh, in verse 13. It says, when Gideon came, behold, a man was telling a dream to his comrade. And he said, behold, I dreamed a dream. Cue the song from Le Miserable. <laughs> no, just kidding. He said, behold, I dreamed a dream. And behold, a cake of barley bread tumbled in the camp of Midian and then came to the tent, to the tent and it struck it so that it fell and he turned upside down. So that tent lay flat. And his comrade, the one listening to the dream, he said, ah, this is no other than the sword of Gideon. All right. Of course. Yeah. 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 yeah, The (laughs) the cake of barley bread that tumbled through. (laughs) Ah, this is the sword of Gideon. Yeah. This is no other than the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. God has given into his hand Midian and all the camp. Verse 15. As soon as Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation, he worshipped. Hmm. Interesting. There's a story. So that, then, he, then he goes back. He's like, yeah, we got this. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And with 300 guys, he goes and he, he defeats this huge army. Wild. Uh, and the way that the army is described is like locusts, um, like sand on the seashore, like too numerous to count. And with just with 300 people, he wins. Because all of a sudden, he has confidence and he has faith. Mm-hmm. So God did say, I'm going to give you, I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to give you confidence. And it seems like he now has faith. He's worshiping God. Question for you. How, how did God give confidence and faith to Gideon? Well, patiently, I think. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But what was the thing that finally worked? Yeah. The thing that finally worked was the dream and interpretation from two guys who are his enemy in a tent. Mm-hmm. So dreams and interpretations. Mm-hmm. Remember like Joseph has dream. People have dreams. He gives interpretations. Yeah. Other times he has dreams and other people interpret Daniel mm-hmm. dreams and interpretations. So, so it's thematic throughout the old Testament that there are these pivotal moments where God gives revelation through a dream, mm. but then the dream needs to be interpreted. It's usually like some symbolic sign like it is here, like a barley cake. Right. Rolling through a camp yeah. and, and hitting a tent. So 
there's some sort of revelation and then someone gives the interpretation or the explanation or, or they exposit the truth of the revelation hmm. and it's by hearing the word that's being spoken or dare I say preached oh. <laughs> that Gideon has faith. Huh. Wait a minute. Faith comes comes by what? Yeah, you might be thinking <laughs> of Romans chapter 10 verse 17 where Paul says, "So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ." Mhm. All right. So let me simmer down and just give you the encouragement. <laughs> Gideon had God speak to him directly. Mhm. And yet, even when God speaks directly to him, he doesn't it doesn't produce faith mm-hmm. in Gideon. Gideon had miraculous signs given to him by God, and yet it does not produce faith. But by the providence of God, the thing that does produce faith is hearing someone preach the promises of God. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, from a non-believer. It's wild. So uh, here's my encouragement. God, God's providential means to bring about faith in people's hearts, not only by the regeneration of the spirit, uh, it's through the providence of concurrence, which is God working with and through his creation, Mm -hmm. including you and me, his creature. The way God produces faith in people is through the preaching of the word of Christ, the promises of God. Mm -hmm. We see that in Gideon and we see that throughout the the Bible. And we even have it explicitly said in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So, on one hand, for those of you who think about your friends or your family, you're like, man, if only God would just like speak to them directly. Mm-hmm. Well, they'd probably be like Gideon and still not listen. But here's yeah. my encouragement. Common, everyday, average people, even non-believers, when they speak mm-hmm. the promises of God, when they exposit, when they explain the promises of God through revelation, which for us is the Bible, people come to faith. Yeah, And then they do incredible things all for God's glory mm-hmm. story of Gideon. So this is encouraging to me personally, since um, part of my ministry, like a big part of my ministry is preaching. Yeah. Whether that's in a pulpit or sitting at a coffee table and just trying to speak the promises of God as revealed in scripture to someone that I'm ministering to. But the same thing for, for you and for the people listening uh, for us in real time, a Christmas is right around the corner, which means we're going to be hanging out with family and friends who are potentially non-believers and we have a big T-ball in front of us where we can say, can I tell you about why Jesus was born and why we're celebrating Christmas and mm-hmm. a, the better gift that's also from a tree, you know? And, mm-hmm. we, and then we can begin to exposit the promises of God. And God produces faith through the preaching of the word. Yeah. Just like it did for Gideon. What a great reminder. Yeah. And one that is accessible to us, yeah. one that presents the truth in a way that anyone can grab a hold of and, and take heart and take courage mm-hmm. through your expositing of the word yeah. to then go and exposit the word to someone else. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Sean, thank you so much. Listener, hopefully you're encouraged and uh, you take this to heart in this Christmas season. You have an opportunity to, to give somebody an even better gift than whatever's yeah. under the tree. <laughs> we all get the opportunity to tell of the better Gideon who really did deliver us from evil and oppression, the oppression of sin through his life, death, and resurrection. Amen, brother. I love it. All right, you guys. We will get you on the next episode. Bye. Well, 
Thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's Word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week, so please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.